What up, dude? Let's try this one more again. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Taking the Stage. Hello. I am uh, the math guy, Steve, Steve O'Cleo. This is... Pagey Babies. Pagey Babies. Pagey Wagey. Yes. PZ Buckets on the ones and twos. You heard me? You heard me? Okay. Uh, so, um, first, how was your day, Pooh? Okay, how was your day? How was your week the past two weeks? <laughs> past three weeks have been rather interesting for all of us. Uh, oh, what's going on now? Oh, okay. It's just trying to connect. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. How was your day? How was your week? Well, past couple weeks. They have been wild and crazy. <laughs> there was a storm that we didn't know about. We evacuated. With the kids. We evacuated enough for like, what, maybe four days? Hmm? Like enough stuff for four days. Oh, yeah, yeah. We planned um, about four days worth. Yeah. And it's been two weeks? Almost two weeks. Yes. No. Yes. Uh, more than two weeks, huh? No. Has it been? It was last Friday. No, Friday before last, right? Something like that. I don't know. It's been a long time. Well, thankfully, we don't really have a lot of damage. But, um, yeah, I'm glad we evacuated and got power back yesterday. Mm -hmm. The service is still a little shaky, but (laughs) we are here. We're good. We're here. We started classes back today. I don't know. I mean, I guess you know me. I'm a... Do whatever you need to do to make it happen. Make it, happen. Yes, make it happen. So I don't know. I'm here and I'm thankful and I'm at peace right now because the kids are asleep. And that's all I have. That's all I have. Remember that song? That's all I have. Oh, that was cringe. A, oh, Nikki said that at the end of the verse. No, it wasn't Nikki. It was some Wayne song. Anyway. Uh yeah, today the past few weeks, the past week, past few weeks have been um a little bit wild, but yeah. you know that's okay. This place due to Hurricane Ida. Mm-hmm. But you know we still we still ticking. Mm-hmm. I think that's how they say it. That's how old people say. It. You can, I'm not you saying by say then you mean like Golden Girls and yes, <laughs> Golden Girls, Paige, um, other people of that um, age range. I know you lying down. Lying down, and I ain't getting up. <laughs> Okay, tough crowd. Um, so, speaking of wild, uh, today's episode, uh, we're going to talk oh about. Goodness. What is it? Um, it's going to be part one of three of the wildest birthing story in the history of birth. Wait, you didn't tell me we were starting this today? Yeah, I didn't tell you on purpose. <laughs> so, um, I would have uh, looked a lot better. No, nah, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, you got the the light shining, so you you see what I did. You see what I did. Um, so, uh, first question I have is, um, what's what's motherhood to you? What's motherhood mean to you? So first, okay, sorry, uh, preface. Uh, this episode is going to be the prelim to the actual day of his birth. Episode two will be the actual day of his birth, and then episode three will be kind of the aftermath. Okay, and it makes sense that it would be a three parter. <laughs> 
Anywho, anywho. Okay, so what is what is motherhood to you, Pooley? To me, motherhood is um being a nurturer, being very confident because you definitely need to be stern in the things that you do because the children you raise, however they came about, absorb so much from you. So you don't really have a lot of room to flip-flop yeah. <laughs> back and forth on things. Can you at least sample? Really? <laughs> Would you have to be like very sure of um, yourself because you have little people or big people or whomever, you know, looking to you for guidance. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I think that fatherhood is similar, a similar thing. Um, not necessarily, well, nurture, but nurture in a different manner, different, um, uh, you have a different take on it, right? Because your nurturing is in, you know, uh, providing, but also uh, having stability and having a, a, a structure for them to look forward to. You say all the time that I'm a creature of habit. Um, I, I need, you know, I need my nap in the middle of the day, and I wake up earliest and last one to sleep. Um, I, you know, uh, okay, bedtime is this time, so y'all need to go to bed. They need to go to bed at a certain time, or try to get them to bed at a certain time. Uh, we have dinner right before. We try to have dinner as a family. Um, you know, just everything is just you know consistent. I think um, just to help with their. Um, I think that's to help them in the, in the long run to have this, this these structures uh, in place that. Um, we know they can depend on. And so I think that's the nurturing part of it. Kind of just, I mean, even though I'm an emotional and, and soft, softy, as they say, mm-hmm. uh, but I, 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 as you just said, I'm, I'm even more stern at times. You are. And you know, okay, it's time to go to bed, go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to keep doing this until you go to bed, that type of thing. So, uh, but yeah, uh, motherhood and fatherhood are interesting things. And we were already before even third, we were already, uh, parents, but even before Mel, I think we were parents for the longest of times. Oh, not we just, are the parents of our friends. I'm about to say, not just to our nieces and nephews, but we've been old, we've been Papa Steve and, and my mom <laughs> uh, Paige for a very long time, uh, as far as I can remember. So, um, in saying that, why are you looking over here at the docket? Hold up, stop, stop over here peeking, fam. Scoot it over a little bit. Hold up. Um, so, and knowing that, how was your, how was your relationship? Okay. Growing up, how was your relationship with your mom? Um, I mean, we didn't really have like a, like fairytale mother daughter relationship. I don't really think we have it now. What's fairytale mother daughter relationship? What's that? Like, you know, like on the movies. No, because I usually (laughs) don't watch those movies. I like that mother and daughter, like kind of close and you get to like you can talk to them about anything and stuff like that she wasn't she's not really like a super emotional person I mean I wouldn't really say I am either but I'm very like open with um my ideas and the, and how I feel and learning not to suppress it you know like I feel like our generation we've done like a lot of self-reflection and mm. work on work on like the things 
like healing things of the past and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, she's of an older generation, so I kind of get it. But growing up, I didn't really understand why she was the way she was. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. What about what about uh, your grandmother? Same. <laughs> so, I'll admit. She was just very loud about it. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. My grandmother, she was just, like, fearless with everything. Yes. That's... And she was one of those people where it's like, I got, maybe that's where I get it from. Like, if you got a problem with it, then come and see me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> try shoe. Please don't try me. That's cool. <laughs> Um. Yeah, no, so, so I had a similar relationship with my dad. Um, uh, and the, the, both of those characters in this long story play a huge part. Oh, do uh, they? <laughs> um, but uh, I had a similar relationship with my dad. It was kind of it wasn't a fairy tale. Uh, dad's son. It started off actually that way. Um, uh, growing up, but eventually, after my grandfather passed, it kind of you know changed, flipped on his head where. He was more of a, um, he was a different person. He's a different person. I'll say that. Um, but, uh, and for the longest time I faulted him for that. And so, you know, we would bash heads all the time and it just it became a strained relationship um, up until maybe six years ago, seven years ago, maybe. Um, <clears throat> uh, but it's just interesting that, uh, you know, both of them, the, our, our, the, and, you know, my mother, me and her always had a, a close relationship, but my dad and your mom uh, play a huge part in, in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, okay, what's your relationship with my parents? Okay, let's start, let's start, let's start with my dad. Pop's cool. <laughs> Pop's, <laughs> Pop's cool. What about BLB? No. What's all that? I will say it. Well, the first was BLB. Oh, Beast Loves Bell. So, Beast Loves Bell, Bell yeah, and Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast reference. Live action. Live, it was Not cool. the cartoon. It was cool. Yeah, it was good. But, um, starting off, it was really good. And then, like, as we got more, like, serious, of course, we had all the little... The not so good time, <laughs> the Dequisha and Paquisha time. Oh, here we go. But I mean, it turned around. It kind of our relationship. I was talking about my dad first. Oh, well. Pop's cool. Got it. Okay, no, no, now no, no, time no. on. Well, because <laughs> it was kind of the same, except for the fact that your dad is your dad, and so I don't think. Our relationship was like as strained as it was with your mom mm. because of how you guys were. Explain. So, like you and your mom were always like super close, right? So, it our relationship oh, gotcha. kind of went how a normal girlfriend mom relationship gotcha. would go gotcha. when the son is really close to the mom. Mm. I mean, it's. Written all over. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> that is storybook. Right. Fairy <laughs> tale time. Yes, Come that's on a story from book. Um, but I do think, like, with your dad, we kind of would butt heads 
I mean, I think sometimes we do now, but we have we have a closer relationship and a better understanding of one another. Mm-hmm. And we've both done a lot of like growing and maturing and made changes to where now if like we have conflicting opinions, it's fine. Right. Whereas all those years ago, it's kind of like if there was a conflicting opinion, then it was like, she's being difficult or she's too brash or whatever mm-hmm. or aggressive or da 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 like you know the normal terms people use when they want you to just like sit down shut up and that's it right smile and be quiet yeah no and and, and I think I, I, would, I would agree with that's how your relationships your relationships are with my parents um, yeah now we're like really close yeah, all of us are. All of us are. Really I know close. everybody. Everybody thinks that we're like our the twelve collective is like scary close, but I think that's a good thing. Yeah, and also people don't see all of the hard work yeah, and hard nights and the sit at the big tables that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that we the sit at the big table means literally they have a big table that we never use except when mm, there's a big, issue. a big issue or we have a huge dinner. Right, we invite even other people to come. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, well, and I have a, a close relationship with your mom. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, we've butt heads every once in a while, but it's like few and far between. Uh, we've been pretty close, even though she she was like, "Who was this boy you bringing over with, with with a beard?" <laughs> that was thirteen years ago. I was so. a teenager, right? But uh, I've always had a close relationship with your mom. Mm-hmm. I remember that dinner that she came to. Where were we at? Cheesecake. I believe so. Yeah, and the Juan first was one? there. Yeah, the one. Yeah, no. not my brother Juan. No, Jose was there. Yes, Jose was. Jose there. was there. Shane was there. Moms and pops. Your mom. Uh, so yeah. Um, what else I got on the docket? Hold on, give me a second. Very okay, okay. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, what about um? So yeah, so I asked about your grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about uh, grandpa? Mine? Yeah, your relationship with your grandpa. Oh, it was... Mm, well, when I was... I don't know. When I was a teenager, I just did not like those years. Because you just... You're trying to, like, really find yourself and find your voice. But I have very old school... Like, I had an old school mom, old school grandparents. And so it was really, like hard to ever like say anything well and not to mention that y'all are some of the youngest of your Mm, we were like the youngest set of grandkids right so it was really like you don't get to say at all Mm. but I had to watch all the kids (laughs) like it didn't make sense well which is crazy because when I met your grandparents I mean how you spoke of them Mm -hmm. was so different from how I you know uh, I guess visualized or envisioned them, um, uh, but that's because again, like, like you said, you grew up with them. Mm-hmm. Whereas I just know them as oh, that's, oh, you said my grandma always asking me if I'm coming over. I'm a, yes. favorite, I'm a favorite grandchild. That's how it always is. <laughs> Have you ever seen those me- those memes where it's like my mom when company is over, but my mom in reality? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's how it is. But I was on, over there put all on the that time. Southern charm for you. But she always had it. When I, I, we would stay weeks there. No, 
Grandma was real cool. You mean my mom? Yo, grandma. Mm-hmm. I mean, as cool as cool can be. But I'm you. You're asking me about I just know. the entire time, George. Right. That's how she called grandma from down the hall. But you know, you just you do have those difficult times, like during those hard years of your life. So that's I thought that's what you meant. Like no, no, I, 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 I don't know if you just meant adult life or like the whole time. I was just continuing the conversation, but it's a conversation with oh. podcast. I got to continue the conversation. <laughs> this guy doesn't know a podcast. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So my relationship with my grandparents. Uh. So okay. Uh. My my maternal grandmother passed when I was really young. I was maybe eight or nine, and we didn't really spend much time over there often. So I didn't know her very well. I know she was a very sweet lady. Um. And every time we went over there, I mean, she would take care of us. Um. And then uh, my paternal grandfather passed when I was eleven. Eleven years old. Uh, I knew him pretty well, but mainly through stories, I guess, of hearing about him. It wasn't really like, I mean, I wasn't old enough to remember all the stuff. I remember him preaching as the pastor. I remember some of the small things about him, about how he would do his teeth. Oh, all old people do that. <laughs> they do. I remember he always had two jobs, even until the day he passed. Um, I remember him, my, well, my dad would cut our hair. And he would always come over to, um, uh, he would get his, my dad would cut his hair, but it was really just, he could have paid somebody to get his hair, do his hair, but it was really just bonding time for them. Uh, so, uh, but I remember, I remember, you know, small stuff about him, I don't remember much. Now those other two, my <laughs> maternal grandfather, mm-hmm. Papa. Oh, child. That, that, he, that, it's a special, unique man he was. He was. Um, he, uh, um, wore everything that he felt on his sleeve. Um, but also, I mean, he was the sweetest man. He, he just was really not was. afraid to tell you about yourself. And he he sure wasn't. I mean, and and that was his version of being sweet. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it wasn't like he would just randomly cuss everybody out. No, no, no. I mean, if you were a visitor, you know, he would. But for his his grandchildren, for his children, oh, he didn't, he didn't hold his tongue at all. He, he straight up just. That's why he's always really nice. Shane, see? get your crazy butt in here. Get see, your... but that's what I mean. Like when you said, see the same thing about my grandparents. Like they were always just the sweetest. Yeah, your grandfather was always the sweetest. Well, see, okay, so here's the thing. You saw my grandfather be mean to us. I never saw your grandmother be mean to you. You see what I'm saying? You see, you see the difference. You see the difference. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, but Papa. A uh, very interesting guy. Um, and then my maternal, I'm sorry, my paternal grandmother, uh, Momo, she's still here. She actually is down, lives down the hall um, here uh, at, our, at our property, um, our church property. And so, uh, yeah, she's also a rather interesting woman. Um, you know, never worked a day in her life because uh, my grandfather was to care of everything. Um, what else? Uh uh, always been in church going she lady. Worked. She had twelve kids. Well oh, yeah, sorry. Never had uh um never got paid by anybody else <laughs> except for her children. Because they paid her in full. Not money. Anyway. Uh oh, but yeah, she had twelve children. Um uh always been a church church going lady and so she, you know, uh and I don't know how many grandchildren are. Great grandchildren, she she up there. 
Um, but me and her relationship, yeah, pretty close as well. Just because kind of we always so every summer instead of going to daycare or going to summer camps, we go to summer camps for every you know two three weeks, and then the rest of the time we spend by mama, and she would just raise us, babysit us, I guess. <laughs> Uh, what else we got? Um, uh, so, in having all of that background, now we're going to build to, okay, well, <clears throat> so the, these three parts about, you know, Steve's or Junior Junior or Third's uh, um, birthing story. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, what about Melody's birthing story? Give an abbreviated version. I think we've given a sort of version beforehand on this potty yeah, here. Yeah, um, But let's give an abbreviated version of how that went. The pregnancy or the birth? The birthing story. Okay. Well, I was all prepared to go to work one day, and I didn't. <laughs> okay. I got to my doctor's appointment, and they, towards the end, they check you. Um, they check like they hook you up to a little monitor where they check the heart rate and like your contractions and stuff. And I was just playing a game on my phone, and the nurse came in and she was like, "Well, can you feel that?" And I was like, "Feel what?" I just thought I just had to sit here and take this test for hour and head to work. And she was like, "You're contracting," and I was like, "Hmm." She was like, "I think we're gonna just go ahead and induce you in, like." I just was not prepared at all. I was like really devastated, I think, because it was so shocking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, she, I mean, I had the option to go home, but they said they would feel more comfortable if they were just able to take her then. So I, of course, agreed because I, at that point, I was just like, I would prefer for, for her to be here. You know, where I can see her, like, try to keep her safe rather than, like, have something go wrong, like, overnight or something like that. And I just don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up being induced. And I had her the next day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was that <laughs> Friday. It was Friday. And then, yeah, she was birthed Saturday, like, right after service, actually. <laughs> we no, didn't, it was, we didn't like, right after noon prayer. Oh, right after noon prayer. We didn't see the sermon. Yeah, yeah. Twelve fifty-eight, I want to say. Fifty-seven. It ends with a seven. I know. Oh. No, no, no. It's fifty-eight on on the pillow. So yeah, twelve fifty-eight. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was not ideal. It was not the the exact way we planned it. Uh, or not how we thought it would be. It was our first child. Um, yeah, it took me a uh, long it was, time. It was scary. To, like, peace with it that. was. It was. It was weird. Um, for us, and so. Uh, in knowing that part, what did, mm-hmm. what did we expect this time? Um, this time, what I expected was to be a little more like, I guess, natural and holistic the entire time, mm-hmm. which I was. I did, I did all the precautions. Um, I know we signed up to the uh, patients at the birth center. But I remember waiting until my 20-week scan so I can get, like, the full anatomy scan and make sure everything checked out and everything was good before I switched over. And so when we got those results back, then I switched over at, like, week like 26 or something like that. And um, 
What did we? Well, all of that's on the docket. What did we expect this time? So yeah, I just expected like something a little more like natural. Initially, what I wanted was a home birth. Yes. But it's just a whole bunch of stuff you have to go through insurance to get it, Mm -hmm. and make sure all this stuff is covered and all these things are set up. It's just a whole bunch of precautions to facilitate it. So I was like, okay, well, the happy medium between like the hospital and a home birth would be the birthing center. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so everything seemed fine. And, and, and at the, um, so first the birthing center that we were going to was in Baton Rouge, which is literally down the street from my parents' house. So it just and still to be. on the same campus as the hospital. Exactly. So we were like, okay, this is a win-win. Right, right. It was. It, it seemed. It seemed ideal. Um, so that's what I was gonna say. Uh, we were doing it. Uh, well, that's on the docket. We're doing it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said, we wanted okay the birthing center, and so how do we prepare for you know this different style of trying to have a baby versus you yawning on the potty again? I'm sorry. Good. Oh, yes. <laughs> Etiquette, etiquette. Um, Put an emoji on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore this part for a second. Sorry. Um, so how do we plan on doing it differently? What, what, what precautions do we take? What different measures do we... Because it's not the same. Like, you don't prepare for a birth at the hospital like you do at the birthing center. Mm-hmm. So how, how do, like what, what things do we do? So I know we take classes, different classes than we did for the... Um, yeah, they require you to take classes, especially if you've never had a natural birth before, mm-hmm. which we barely made it through those classes. Well, and then, okay, so what, how is the natural birth different? From what I, well, with male, I was induced, so they put you on what's called Pitocin, that, like, it induces labor, so it speeds up the contraction process by, like, what feels like a million. So in a natural birth, you know, you're slowly contracting. They're slowly getting um, more and more intense. Whereas with Pitocin, you like feel them immediately, Mm -hmm. basically. And then um, I got an epidural, like, uh, I really forget. Like that whole thing was just a blur. I ended up getting an epidural like sometime before she was born. And I've been we were being so scared because I had never I had never even had to stay in a hospital before. Like I had never been admitted to a hospital to a hospital before. I never had any major procedures. Other than like my yearly checkup, like I just never had to go to a hospital. Mm-hmm. And um it was just so weird being in there, like they put you on the fluid and you have the oxygen and then like they give you the epidural, like and your back, you got the contractions, the whole thing. It's just like not pretty. And then they even have you like you have a button that you can press to. Yeah, you have a button to press. Like if you start to feel like, I mean, the epidural numbs you from like the waist down. Mm-hmm. So if you start to feel anything, they tell you to press it so that it can you can uh, it can uh, the machine can administer more medication. But I was so scared. <laughs> I was like, I do not want to end up on drugs because I have seen the movies. So I never press that button. That's why I think like I can still feel it. Sure. <laughs> That's why I think I can still feel it. Like when Mel was coming out and stuff. But um, that's why I was like, 
Remember, I thought the people that they were mm-hmm. lying. Stephen, are they lying to me? Is she, is, you can see it. <laughs> I won't see it. Get a mirror. Get I made mirror. them roll the mirror in so I can see because I was like, "There's no way y'all keep saying that her head is right here, and she's not here yet." And then the other nurse was like shoving the oxygen in my face. I was like about to knock her out because I was like, "Girl." <laughs> She's like, I'm just, this is to help you breathe. I'm like, no, you are affecting my breathing. Like, leave me alone. And so, and so this time. But this time, yes. The way I prepared was on the classes. But what I mainly was focused on was trying to mentally prepare myself. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's the biggest part of having a natural birth. Mm -hmm. It's just your mental capacity to just make it to like the next like second even mm-hmm. because in my mind I'm like okay if I get it this far I can do this if I can get this far I can do this you know it happened very fast I was thinking that's what I would be experiencing mm-hmm. you know so I remember watching one video and they were like um, uh, the major contractions on, like contractions only last like a max of like of uh, like two minutes and I was like okay you can do anything for two minutes <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. like me don't that. be defeated by that like if you can in your mind like think of like two minutes like as long as you can get past that you will be fine mm-hmm. and then another thing that I always kept was um, you won't be going through this tomorrow so it's just that, I don't know, something about me is just if I can, I always like kind of break things down smaller, 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 like as small as I can get them. Mm-hmm. And then that's how I'm able to like, you know, fulfill like certain duties and tasks and like different roles. And that's what I did uh, to prepare myself. Well, and the, and the good thing about um, uh, us choosing to have this natural birth this mm-hmm. um or having at the birthing center was that we had someone to look for I mean look to that had just done it oh yeah one of our friends had just given birth at the birthing center like a few months before third was born so that was a push she was just like I guess giving us a lot of insight to the experience and it was just good to have someone who has done it that way, kind of guide you along the way. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, and then next thing I have is did did you? Okay, I know when uh, all all the time that we were together, you um, every time you thought about your child, your future child, you would say, "All I want is my little milk dud. chocolate milk dud." Mm-hmm. Did you always want a son? I never really thought about that. Really? Mm-mm. When I, when I tell you, I know I said this on the podcast before, <laughs> when I thought of having kids. How old were they? Like school age and like not even like first, second, third grade, like school. Like go up the street, well, go up the street and catch the bus. Like in New Orleans, we didn't even have a bus system like that. But they were like. Old enough to like have extracurricular activities and things. <laughs> you just skip right past the not sleeping at night. 
like, right past the potty training, <laughs> right know. past the this is what you're supposed to eat every day, right past the this is how you walk. When I tell you, I was you skip straight to but he could <laughs> but he could play football, right? I had the shock of my life when we took Mel home, and I was like, "What you mean? She got to learn how to swallow?" <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. I tell you. Wow. I was like, you have to teach them how to. Well, I knew babies can like lift their heads and stuff. And I knew about like tummy time and all that stuff. But I was like, she has to learn how to like pass gas. You got to learn how to like roll over. You have to like, when we had to teach her how to hold a fork, I was like, man, I see babies everything. <laughs> These are things dumb. They don't know nothing, dad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so you didn't envision necessarily, okay, well, this At is my son. This is... No, I was never that person who was like, I'm going to have two boys. I'm going to have a girl. And then a girl is going to be born first. And then I'm going to have the boy. And then I may have, like, I was just like, never like that. Well, and back up, because I didn't have this on the docket. So, so we before, okay, so leading up to this day, mm-hmm. uh, we also had a, um, a, a gender reveal, right? Mm-hmm. And I was in, oh, I think I think we had a party about it. Maybe. Yes. Uh, but I was insistent that we would have a, um, a girl. I just, I just thought that's what really God mm-hmm. meant for us to have, was that I was going to be a girl dad, mm-hmm. that type of thing. And I think part of it, now thinking back on it, part of it was that honestly I was just afraid of having a son because mm-hmm. I knew that would be more responsibility on me as far as a dad and and having to raise a son to be better than me and and be you know and not you know I'm I'm held accountable to that. I think that was a part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, if I had another daughter, it'd be more of like okay, I'm just I'm just a great dad. That's all. Like it's not I have to be a great dad. Uh, of of a son, I guess. I don't have to... You, you see what I'm saying? I guess yeah. I'm... Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of, okay, I can just be a great dad, but now it's more like, okay, you have a well, son. I just think it's like, also, just how the um, father-son relationship was between you and Bob's. Yeah, that's part so of it. So I yeah. think that that weighed heavily on you, like, the entire time when we would always have discussions about what we thought the baby would be and stuff like that. I mean... You could, I could just see it all over your face all the time. So mm-hmm. I also think that's what kind of made you a little weird about or hesitant to have a boy. Yeah. And, and, but I was, I mean, me growing up, I always wanted to have a boy. I always wanted a son. You just always wanted kids. That's also true. <laughs> that's also true, bitch. No denying that. I also wanted to, I always wanted to teach. Mathematics at that. Yeah. Dreams come true. Oh and that's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, the days leading up. Um, uh, how, did, how did those days leading up to... to the no, no, no. Okay. Skip past that. I'm talking about now to his birthing his day. Birth. The days leading up to that. How did you How did you feel? I mean, did it feel weird that... Or did, I mean, I don't think we knew that he was coming. We didn't. No, I um, had no idea he was coming. I felt fine. I was just focused on the execution of the baby shower. 
And so the entire time, that's what I was doing, like mainly that, male, and school. Like those were my priorities. Right. Um, and then I think by that time, I was also at my weekly appointments too. Mm-hmm. So just preparing, because I remember I would just walk through the house sometimes and be like, nothing is ready. And just feeling like I wish I was in a better position to do a little more because I know that we were both very busy. And you know me, I just like, I like for things to get done. And I just feel like nothing was getting done. Yeah. At the time, I was working four different jobs. And, you know, Paige... You know, couldn't actually, and just, of course, getting stuff with school still together, but also, I mean, mail is a lot. In this pregnancy, I was just like huge. Yeah, and that and was another part. So you were tired. a lot more tired than you were the first yeah. time. And so, you know, it, it was, yeah, it was a very then busy time. I couldn't time. really move that much. I had mm-hmm. to wear a belly brace and back brace and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot. And so, yeah, but in the days leading up to it, I mean, well, even we were, we were, so like, because that was supposed to be your last week at church, right? Because mm-hmm. we were preparing, okay, well, my mom, so uh, instead of you coming to church, my mom would stay with you or your mom would stay with you in Baton Rouge or stay with you in Baton Rouge mm-hmm. in case something happened, um, stay at my parents' house on church days while you just, uh, not Zoom, but watch it on YouTube. Right. Um, I was going to stream. Yeah. So we were preparing things as much as we could. Yeah, we had a plan. Yeah. And that day that we were supposed to go back, we were planning on packing the bags and, you know, getting everything in the car and the car seat and all that stuff ready. And um, the almighty had other plans, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which we'll see on the next episode. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what else? Um, okay. So two days before. Yeah. Yes. You and. Oh, yeah. Uh, so two days before, uh, you and mom got into it over something dealing with the baby shower. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> because I was very tired and I was like running out the mail the whole day. And we had gone to like a million different stores getting stuff for the shower. And something was like going on with the banner. I think like your mom laid the banner out on the floor. So that we could glue the letters on. Mm-hmm. But Mel was like walking on the banner and like crumbling the letters and stuff like that. And then your mom just like got so irritated and she was like, I'm just not even going to worry about it. Why are you letting her do this page? And I'm like, I am moving as fast as I can. Like, I just, I don't know what she wanted, like wanted or expected from me. And that morning, like she's two years old. She sees these massive letters. <laughs> like, what about so speaking of letters, and I was like, so, first of all, why would we even put it on the floor? Like we should have put it on the table anyway. Well, my mom likes to make banners for things. This was the biggest banner she's ever made. Mm-hmm. Huge, and so that's the banner you're talking about. Where it said what? Uh, Stephen? What did it say? Welcoming oh, um, baby Stephen. No, no, uh, some baby Q. Cause the theme oh, was, baby cue for baby Steven? Yeah, yeah. The theme was it was a baby cue. Yeah, it was a baby cue theme. It was supposed to be outside, but it was supposed to rain, so we moved the inside mm-hmm. last minute. But yeah, she got upset at that, and so I was like, 
I'm about to go pick my dinner up. And I like two kids. <laughs> <laughs> drove Wait. the time. So we went to go pick up the dinner. I ate, my, I ate like the fries or something on the way in the car. And I was just like, so, I need a break. You, once you left, Pops came out. And he was like, where's Belle? I was like, she wanted to get the food. He was like, you you didn't want to go get it for her? I was like, she needs to go get it for her. <laughs> <laughs> she needs some time alone. <laughs> Things up happen between her moms. She did this time. He was like, Okay. Because, like, when you're that pregnant and just that tired and you know how I am about events and stuff, it's like at that moment, either I'm going to go off or I'm just going to, like, break down and cry. And I was just, like, too tired to do either one of those things <laughs> and very hungry. So I was like, let me just go and get this food. Goodness. And so, yeah, so we got the plans for missing church. Um, and so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, night before... Um, you know, we were getting everything last minute together for um, the, shower. the shower. And, and I and stayed up till like three o'clock with doing that banner with your mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember <laughs> me and uh, me and mom was like, OK, well, yeah, we're going to be up all night. We might as well open up a bottle of wine. We, of course, we know where to be found. I'm like, OK, well, guess we got to try to make it happen somehow. And. We spent like 20 minutes trying to get a bottle open Just with a nail time. and a screwdriver. I guess the Almighty meant we didn't have to, we didn't need wine that night because, well, the next day. Mm-hmm. Dot, dot, dot. On the next episode of. This is exactly the... what you think happened. <laughs> time for the baby shower. Uh yes, uh I guess you'll see on the next episode. We'll get more detail. Hold your horses, Paige. Hold your horses. Okay. Why do you say hold your horses? Why is that a thing? Why do you say hold your horses? I never say that, so I don't know. You've heard people say it though. Mm-hmm. Why is that a thing? Hold your horses. You can hold them back, like hold, 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 hold on. Like is it like like the old wars where they would like stop them from? Firing first and like hold the horses back. How does that stop someone from firing their gun? Well, they would say like hold on, like hold your horses, because you know when they would have the war, they would charge. I should have left it at my daughter done. You know I'm right. So why is it? I have no idea, but I'm not. I think I'm that. close. I'm wanting something there. Alrighty then. Any last words, babe? We'll have the answer next time. How come you never asked me how my day was? I do sometimes. I haven't had to host in a very long time. Hmm. You hosting after three part. Cool. All right. So, um, thank you for uh, taking, uh the taking the stage, and we'll see you. Um, on the next episode. And neither one of the kids cried. Yay. I know, right? We made it. We had to stay at 45. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be pushing it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Have a good one.